Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to the latest episode of the Ranking the Magazine podcast crossover, from which four Empire writers get together in the pod booth and discuss the filmography of a director or an actor or a franchise. And this episode is dedicated to an actor, an actual actor, Golden Globe <laughs> winning actor, one of the biggest movie stars of all time, and the star of some such stone cold classics as Eraser, The Sixth Day. <laughs> An escape plan. I am, of course, talking about the Austrian oak. As Clive James once said, a condom stuffed full of walnuts. The one and only, wickedly talented, Uber Snooper Looper. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, I always laugh about my own jokes. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnie himself. Hooray! I think he looks more like a walnut stuffed with condoms, but... <laughs> How would that even... Like... <laughs> I don't know. How do you do that? How would you stuff a walnut with condoms? We'd need a separate No, episode. in fairness, that would be easy, because a walnut shell comes apart, you just put the condoms in, you close it up again. But, but then you're left with a round, wrinkly thing, and I think it's a bit rude to say that that's all that Arnold Schwarzenegger is. That he is so much more. He is so much more than just a round, wrinkly thing. <laughs> Isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yes, he is. So, um, I don't really know walnuts. <laughs> so, there's a shell, right? There's a shell. And then there's a walnut inside. Correct. Describe the walnut. It looks like a brain. It looks like a... Oh, I know the walnuts. Yeah. Right, okay. So, they're quite hard. So, yeah. you have to drill into the walnut. And then somehow... This, this, myth, mean, this is an episode of Mythbusters. This is, this is overly complicating walnut removal, I feel. <laughs> it really is. I haven't even introduced you guys. I am so derelict in my duties. Uh, so I'm joined by three huge Arnold fans. Nick Dissemlian, who has met the Austrian Oak. I have, on a couple of occasions. I think, I think met might be a charitable. <laughs> I stood next to him and shook his hand on one occasion, but he didn't say anything. He's been on set of an Arnold movie. I have been on set of, yeah, Sabotage. Uh, arguably the worst Arnold movie. We'll get on to that, I'm sure, at some point is it in the Sabotage? show. The, it name, is the name of that film changed many times. It was it called is... Breacher when I was there. That's it, right. It changed before... at least three times in a conversation I had with him about it. So It was 13 to start with, right? 12. 12. 10. No, it was 13. It was 10. It was, it was, 10. It was 10. 10, that was right. And then they realised, genuinely, the producer told me on set that there weren't 10 people. Yeah. So they had to change the title to Breacher. But then mm. Jack Reacher came out, so they changed it again to Sabotage. No, it went back to 10 before it went to Sabotage. Oh Presumably they were going to cut some characters so that there were ten of them. This is already way more sabotage talk than I thought there was going to be on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm also joined by Helen O'Hara. Hello. Uh, what's your Arnold... Establish your Arnold credentials. I, I have none because every time a chance to meet Arnold or, or, or go on set of an Arnold movie comes up, I am stampeded <laughs> by the colleagues to the left and right of me. It, it has not, therefore, happened for me yet. You've never... What about the time he came into London to do the last stand promotion no, you, thing? You, you all took the tickets and didn't invite me. Well, this is awkward. She's not wrong. <laughs> he gave us uh, a sheriff's badge, Chris. Do you remember? Have you still got yours? N- no. Yeah, we interviewed him for the podcast. Yeah, he, he gave, gave us sheriff a badges. sheriff's badge. You're kidding me. Yeah, you, were in, the, you were in the room. How <laughs> do you not remember this? It was you and me and Arnold Schwarzenegger in a room. How do you not remember this? I remember that. I don't remember being given a sheriff's badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're not the real sheriff, Nick is. Yeah. And so you didn't get <laughs> Maybe one. you shot the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. But I did not shoot the deputy, and that's important. Sure. That is important. Uh, also joined by James Dyer, who is, I mean, I'm an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I'm a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. But you're the biggest Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I love him. You are. <laughs> he you, does. Yeah, you have. Uh, you've seen all his films at least once. I have, even the terrible ones. Yes, uh, especially the terrible ones. Oh yes. And I you mean, have. Have you him? seen Hercules in New York? Yes. Okay. I love the bit with the bear. 
Okay. Have you seen the episode of The Streets of San Francisco? I actually haven't seen that. Uh, I've watched Cactus Jack. I've watched Stay Hungry. I've sat through loads, loads of shit. <laughs> Cactus Jack, purely because I saw it as a kid and it destroyed me. Nearly made it into my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not in mine. <laughs> Didn't. I feel like there's about eight or nine films we've all agreed on. Yes. And then... And then there's a couple of wild cards. I've seen your top tens, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I think Arnold Schwarzenegger you can break his career down into three parts, right? Mm-hmm. So correct me if you know, see if, see if you sure. don't like my theory. There's the Arnold the action star in the eighties um, and. Yep. Kind of early 90s, but mainly the 80s, where he killed everybody on the planet at least twice and became, along with Stallone, obviously, the biggest action star in the world. Sure. All right. Then there's Family Friendly Arnie, Mm -hmm. in which he makes a group of execrable... (laughs) Some of them are fine. (laughs) Some of them are fine. Uh, comedies and and action movies, uh, which his edges are are dulled a little bit, but they mm-hmm. still make fun of that huge, larger than life persona. Then he takes the break. Yeah, right, he still makes some action movies in there in there as well, but predominantly he's he's aiming himself at families, not in, not in a weird way. Right. Then he takes the break to be governor of be California, governor, whatever that's about. The world's like eighth largest economy. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. and then he comes back and makes a whole bunch of movies. There's a more, I don't know, serious side in which he's trying to stretch himself as an actor. What, what do you think? Have I, I nailed that? I, th- I think that's fair. I mean, obviously, there, there's a little bit of overlap, I would say, between the first two periods. Well, he used to alternate, didn't he? Yeah. He used to do an action film and then a comedy. And, and similarly with the, with the new period, I think there's occasional harks back to stuff. Obviously, Terminator 3, that kind of thing. Harking back to stuff he's done in the past. But yeah, I think he's looking for something... Well, apart from anything else, he can't maybe... He doesn't feel comfortable maybe doing huge-scale action at his age because he's not a young man anymore. I don't feel like this is, this is being overly controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, you know, he he didn't get the greatest reviews for all of his comedies and therefore might not want to jump wholeheartedly back into comedy. So I, I he had to he, find something else. I, I don't think he... He's actually weirdly more proud of his comedies than he hears of any of his action films. Uh, things like Junior in particular. Not, and, and for all the problems Junior has, it is actually a very good comedic performance from him. Uh, but Twins is one of his all-time favourite films. So he... No, <laughs> I absolutely like true. He has a box set. I've said this on the podcast before. He has a box set of his ten favourite films. It includes Ben-Hur, Titanic and a bunch of other stuff. But on there is Terminator 2 Judgment Day and Twins, which are the two films he is most <laughs> proud of, and apparently <laughs> includes Twins amongst is, Twins is the great. ten best movies Twins of all time. Twins is his best comedy, yeah. so yeah. that's probably why he, yeah, he threw in a comedy and an action. But we, people, uh, people forget that Arnold Schwarzenegger starred in a Robert Altman movie, mm-hmm. uh, The Long Goodbye, mm-hmm. Long Goodnight. Starred long Goodbye. Starred is a very, very loose term for what Arnold did. <laughs> so he film. did have an art house face. He only lasted about ten seconds of screen time. As but. a heavy, and he's in his pants. <laughs> Yeah. But it's it's Art House Arnie, so I think that is the fourth phase, the 10-second cameo. <laughs> okay. It's like Sly Stallone and Bananas. He starred in Bananas. No. No! But yes, uh, he, uh, he he was around for a long time before his uh, before he really hit a big with Conan. You know, yeah. He's in an episode of The Streets of San Francisco. Uh, what was he doing that? I think he kills someone. I think he kills a woman. That monster. It is also worth bearing in mind, and I think people take for granted, that he came to acting quite late mm. in his professional life. He had already gone to the top of two careers before then. He had become the most successful bodybuilder in history, and then he became a multi-millionaire through his property business before he even became an actor. I mean, he's, I mean, he puts us all to fucking shame, really, doesn't he? Yeah, he really On does. every level, but, you know. 
<laughs> hey, Not physically, pal. I've been to the gym twice this week. <laughs> and he like learned how to drive tanks and stuff. It, well, yes, in the Austrian Army. His book, yes. yeah. his book, yeah. He, Which is weirdly narrated by Stephen Lang. It's very unnerving. The yeah, the audiobook. Arnold reads certain sections of it, but Slang does most of the narration, wow. and it's very disconcerting. Because it would be very tough to have that voice in your ears for, for 12 <laughs> wow. hours. It would be amazing. This adds further credence to my uh, theory that Arnie will be in the Avatar sequels. Yeah, as Slang. <laughs> I genuinely think he will. I genuinely think he will. Yeah, there's a great passage in his book where he fights a cat. <laughs> wow. A cat jumps at him. Which book's fight. that? Which book's that? Uh, Total Recall. Oh, Total yes. Recall, I forgot. Ironically <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, I partial recall. Working title was True Lies. <laughs> was it? No. It should have been. It should have been. Yeah. It should have been called I'll Be Hardback and then I'll Be Paperback. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, well, hey, there's still time. He can do a sequel. Thank God. That's amazing. Another Arnold story I like about how his his wholehearted dedication to training for movies is that he taught himself not to blink whilst firing weapons. You must know this, Jimbo. You must know this story that he would go down for the Terminator because he he decided because he was a robot from the future. Yeah. The natural human inclination when you're firing a, a gun is to blink, and he figured, well, he's a robot, he wouldn't blink. So he went down to the firing range and shot thousands upon th- thousands upon thousands <laughs> of rounds, and. And taught himself not yeah. to blink. Has Daniel Day-Lewis done that? I think not. <laughs> no. But Kate Beckinsale told me that's one of the reasons why she wore sunglasses in Underworld. Uh, was because you blink when you fire guns. And so when you're wearing sunglasses, no one can see you do it. Ah, clever. Although she was out after dark, so she did look a also bit true. like a wanker. Yeah. I don't, so. She was a vampire. Give her some slack. I, mean, I don't remember her wearing they... sunglasses in Underworld. She does. She also mentioned that they were lucky people in The Matrix. Mm, oh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, maybe she just wore sunglasses in between takes while she was firing guns at people. Who knows? That's a solid name drop. Not really Arnold-related, but I'll let you off. Uh, does anyone have an Arnold-related name drop that they want to get out of the way now? I mean, which one do you want me to particularly Not you, out? not <laughs> you. For the love of God, not you. Anyone else? Anyone? You've met people who know Arnold. You have facts about Arnold that you would like to drop on here. You've, you've got a bunch, haven't you? Because you, you did a feature about people who have been killed by Arnie on screen. Yeah, it doesn't mean I learned anything. You, mean, you, spoke, to, you spoke to Sven, though, didn't you? Sven yeah. Sven Ole Thorsen. Sven Ole Thorsen. So um, we did a big Arnold celebration when he came back out of retirement, essentially, with The Last Stand. We put him on the cover and we shot him. And James, you spent four years, I think, with him, pretty <laughs> you much. You were in the entourage. No. I was conjoined with him for that period. Uh, yes, for a long period of time. Yeah, so I came up with a feature called Arnie Killed Me, in which uh, I interviewed a dozen people that Arnold has killed on screen over the years. And that's how I interviewed the likes of James Earl Jones, Miriam Margulies, uh, who else? Uh, David Patrick Kelly, Sully from Commando. And one of those people, as you so correctly mentioned, was Sven Ole Thorsen, who is an old, old friend of Arnold's who has been killed by him in about six movies. Multiple, and sometimes twice the yeah. same movie. It's, uh, so he was, he, was a, he was a dude. That was really, really fun. So uh, but did I learn anything? Eh, no, I don't think I did. Anyway, let's get on to the, the business of ranking Arnold's films. We're going to try as best as we possibly can to go film by film. We can uh, skip some. We yeah. Can, yeah, obviously, we're going to skip some. Uh, we're going to, a razor has been erased. Yeah. Oh, come on, I've got some things to say about that. Have you really? I watched it again recently. Why? I can't remember why. It was for work. In preparation okay. for this, presumably. Um, I've met the, uh, I've I've met the alligator from Eraser. 
the CG what? alligator. No, no, the real one. It, it, was, was, a real... it was a mixture of two. The animatronic one is hanging above Arnold's pool table in his office. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of uh, name dropping. There it is. Alligator-based so name dropping. It's not luggage. Um, yes. <laughs> he ha- I, I, I like a razor solely because of the gun. It's got this sort It's called a yeah, the rail, rail gun. gun mm. And it's. I'd, well, I'd forgotten. I remember the bit where it fires like coils of smoke and lasers <laughs> and all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. But I'd forgotten that it can also x ray. It's an x ray machine. Yeah. yeah. And there's a point in a razor where Arnie uses it to x ray a cat. And who wouldn't? Well, got, I mean, he doesn't deliberately. He's not trying to x ray the cat. You can be too just, careful cat with cats, out. isn't it? But um, the gun is cool. The rest of the film's not good. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so let's talk about... Let's start off... In fact, there are four phases to Arnold Creator. There's a pre-Conan phase as well, in which he made movies like um, Pumping Iron and Stay Hungry and Cactus Jack. If you're listening to this in the States, it is known as The Villain Over There, uh, in which he and Anne-Margaret and Kirk Douglas... Have you ever seen this film? It's a real curio. Basically reenact a live-action Warner Brothers cartoon <laughs> complete with... Kirk Douglas is the evil baddie, Cactus Jack, who's trying to win Anne Margaret away from Arnold Schwarzenegger, who plays a character called, and I'm not kidding, Handsome Stranger. And <laughs> there are gags where uh, Cactus Jack, literally like a live action Warner Brothers cartoon, paints a tunnel onto a bit of rock. A Handsome Stranger rides down the fake tunnel, and then Cactus Jack gets onto his horse and rides into the wall. That's a good joke. Killed me when I was a kid, but I think it would be shit now. <laughs> I want to yeah. watch this. That's great. It's not aged brilliantly. I imagine it hasn't. <laughs> it's not not Stone Cold classic. Um, it's number eleven on my list. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not the best. But there was there was something guileless about Arnold in the, in those early days. Mm. Don't you think? He was called Arnold Strong, wasn't he, at one point? And when he did Hercules, and yeah. he was dubbed. And he was over dubbed else, because yeah. no one could understand what he was saying. It's yeah. Unbelievable, really. Now, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> can't imagine why. Was can't it Mark imagine. Hamill tweeted recently that he was Arnold asked him for some uh, acting advice in the seventies, and he was just like he said what what many many people said to Arnold, which was change your name and lose the accent because you're <laughs> never going to get anywhere with either of them. He's a pioneer. He's, yeah. a, he's a trendsetter. Mm. Uh, so, it, do any of you have any of those films from that, that pre-Conan all of them in your top ten? <laughs> oh, no. not in my top ten, no. no. I, I have all of them. You mean Scavenger Hunt? Yes. Which she cameoed as Lars. No, it's not in there. No, I saw Pumping no. Iron years ago, and it was, it's a really interesting documentary, mm-hmm. but no. It's, no. it's upsetting is what it is. There's the, bit, the, the, the <laughs> monologue where he goes on about, like, pumping is, like, calming, and then I'm coming in a oh, day, yeah, and no. then I'm coming at night, and you're just like, oh, stop, please, for the love of God, my eyes give me the brain bleach. Um, <laughs> if you go on YouTube, there is, a, there is a short video, which is Arnold's Guide to Rio, which was filmed around the same time, <laughs> and I don't want to give anything away, but go and watch it. It is, it is eye-opening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just it put it this is. way: you don't want to take any of his tips when you if you get a Rio. It's not as good as when Jean Claude Van Damme went to Rio and did that dancing thing. Do you remember that video? Yes, <laughs> that's more upsetting. Um, okay, it's too mm-hmm. early in the morning to yeah. Let's talk not about think that. about anything. He was uh, a very hard target, if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I believe but he's he was broken arrow. He's not in the broken arrow. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my word! All right, okay, let's move on. Uh, so. Strike those films from the record, yeah. Uh, and let's let's start with his Conan to what is it? Conan to T two phase. Before before oh, we go we into Conan, I think we should pay a certain amount of lip service to Stay Hungry, which genuinely is a good performance as bodybuilder mm-hmm. Joe Santo, and that's when he got the Golden Globe for. It's not a great film, but mm-hmm. he is actually very good in it. I think, which was recognised, and it does end with a lot of musty men in their pants running through <laughs> the streets, like a sort really? of like Tell a running more. of the balls, but with kind of steroids. <laughs> it's quite extraordinary, <laughs> and I do recommend. Allegedly. You see it. Yes. I cannot stress enough. <laughs> you realise that allegedly has no legal force. Reportedly. Oh, God. 
that also. Actually. Rumour um, has it. Oh, yeah. boy. Scuttlebutt implies. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> none, of, none of these are okay. But no. yes, Stay Hungry, I think, is the one pre-Conan that, that we, we can, we can you know, tentatively recommend. I think I think it's Yes, yeah. yes. Tittle-tattle? Can we get away with that from a legal point of view? If you're repeating the libel, it doesn't... Mm. Who said it was it a libel? Okay. You're the one saying it's a libel. Yes. <laughs> I said... Technically, it would be slander because it's not written down. No, technically, it's libel because it's God recorded. damn it! <laughs> mess got, with I the got, best, James. <laughs> die with the rest. I tried you to come with the queen, explain. you best not miss. <laughs> I tried to law splain to Helen. <laughs> oh, my God, you just horribly did. Badly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Right, let's move on. Uh, I, have um, been, I have been... Owned. For anyone listening to this who doesn't know, Helen is a trained barrister who yeah. moonlights as one of the, yeah. the country's leading film critics. I, she's, I gave it up a long time ago. Or to be in the country's leading film critic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you say Arnold is a very, very good performance in Stay Hungry. I agree. And here's one of my controversial theories. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a better actor than many people give him credit for. I agree completely. I agree. As he has demonstrated, I would argue more recently, with the likes of Aftermath and Maggie. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, that that was less controversial than I thought <laughs> yeah, it was sorry. going to be. Obviously. He is. Like, people who say, oh, he's a terrible actor. He's not a terrible actor. I think he certainly wasn't great when he started out, but that's true of many people. Mm. Um, I think he's hamstrung by that voice a little bit. A little uh, bit. Which, which, which you know, there's not a great range to the voice. It's maybe a little bit robotic. And he himself, because of the hulking nature of his body, isn't the most flexible and most versatile actor and yes, uh, early stuff in particular, there was a there was a sense of the monotone about him. But I think he's really good in the likes of True Lies. He's yep. really good, obviously, in the, as the Terminator. Junior, Junior, Junior. He has, yeah. he has an, an intensity and a gravitas. Not in Junior, I should add, but um, you know, in his in his more serious films, which you know, a lot of other action stars don't have. Mm. Chuck Norris does not have and, that. And he can he can do things. I mean, I put Escape Plan in my top ten purely what? because it's not a good film. What? But we said at the time it's a really good Arnold performance. He's good. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's really, really good in it. He's and that's really why playful it in. in it. And yes. he's, he's at his best when he does that. And and I think, so that's why, that's the only reason it's in there. It's not in there for the film itself. But for his mm. performance, I think it is one of his top ten best. I agree. I think, I, I don't have any of his uh, phase, I say phase four, let's screw it, let's have a fourth phase. Uh, his phase four movies from The Last Stand onwards. Although I think some of those films are actually pretty good. I think Maggie's pretty good. I think The Last Stand, I know you don't agree, James, but I think The Last Stand is, is a solid film with a really good Arnold performance at the heart of it. And I think he went away and had some reflection and may, maybe even he took lessons. I don't know, I'm just speculating. Uh, whilst he was uh, away in the political scene, because he came back seemingly ready to be a little bit more introspective and seemingly ready to explore emotions, actual emotions. And uh, I think some of those films, yeah, he actually he actually pulls it off. But I also think that, and I think I've said this before in the podcast, but I also think that he is brilliant in Predator. Yes, he yes. is. Genuinely great in Predator yep. because he is this larger than life icon that he needs to be for you to feel that he can go up against the Predator. But in the last 20 minutes, when it's just him and that space beastie, he conveys real fear, he conveys real cunning, and he does it all. It's a non-verbal performance. Uh, it's all done with body language and it's all done with the eyes, and I think he's mm. great. I agree with that. I think Predator is underrated as an Arnold character as well because there is a little bit of nuance to that character. Like Dutch is given... He's not gung-ho, actually. He's the one who's kind of reluctant to put his men into danger. He's kind of looking for assurances that they're not going in there for no reason. He's mm. clearly not glorifying his own exploits for all of the arm wrestling in that movie. Do you want me to ruin Predator for you? No. Dutch's real name is Alan. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's right. Alan yes. Schaefer. 
It's in I the uh, novelization, yeah. isn't it? Yes. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. He was meant to turn up at the end of uh, The Predator. Alan, you son of a bitch! It's not the same. Sorry, Nick. Go he on. was meant to turn up at the end of The Predator. He that was in the first draft. Uh, Shane he, Black's... Uh, he was, in fact, not so much in the end of it. It's when they go to the... He might have been in the draft, but when I spoke to Black about it, he said the... There's a guy called Will, and I can't remember his surname. He's a famous Arnold impersonator. And he... There was going to be a scene in the science lab where they were talking about it, and Dutch was going to come in, and the guy, one of the scientists, was going to be doing his Arnold impersonation. And then Dutch was going to kind of loom in behind him, and there was going to be a kind of a, a gag there. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, that would have been bad, because then the rest of the movie would have been going, why isn't Dutch <laughs> taking care of the situation? Why isn't he just kicking the ass of this predator, which mm. is woken up and is killing people for no reason, even yeah. though it's meant to be friendly because and trying to help humans? Because he's still traumatized, Chris. He's yeah, got character he work. It's interesting that he's resisted coming back for another predator. Yeah. Because he, he yeah. was meant to do, like, he was, there have been talks about him doing every single one apart from the Alien vs. Predators. Because Predator 2, they replaced him at the last minute mm-hmm. with Busey, right? Uh, um, uh, was it with Busey? I can't remember. But I, I remember so. he was going to be in it um, and he didn't want to do it. And then uh, The Predator, I think he would have done it if it was a more substantial role. I think he had no interest in doing a cameo. He just felt that there was nothing to the role. And wasn't he meant to be the Lawrence Fishburne role in Predators as well? I think so. I, I'd read that somewhere that he was, that they were meant to get on the planet and suddenly Dutch was there. In a way, I'm glad that he didn't do that because he would have ended up being killed and uh, I think that that character deserves yeah. better. But yeah, like the end of the Predator is set up that that big thing that they send to Earth they called the Predator Killer. That I was expecting Arnold to come out even at the end. This is the Predator, the Predator spoiler special, by the way. Uh, I was expecting him to emerge from that cocoon at the end instead of that dreadful nonsense <laughs> that, that did actually happen. That would have been amazing. Cocoon open and Arnold steps out. He's arm wrestling Carl Weathers. Brilliant. If it bleeds, we can kill it again. <laughs> if it bleeds again, we can kill it again. Maybe we could get him back to do that Predator musical. <laughs> on board on board that's I would, genius I would YouTube it if you don't know what yeah. it is I haven't heard of it doesn't have the Conan if, one I argue is better if it bleeds we can kill it oh, oh it's amazing good. Yeah. turn around bright eyes <laughs> uh, let's talk about Predator because again controversial theory I think it's his best film I agree what the hell is going on? My controversial <laughs> theories today. I yeah. I, your, 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 your theories are not controversial. I went, I went back and forth, so I'm not. I'm, I, it I, is, like it was. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really great. It's it's a hundred percent a toss up between this and Terminator yeah. Two. They are both phenomenal mm. films, and there is certainly a case to be made. I mean, Terminator Two is one of the great sequels of all time, and it's extraordinary. But I think for me, Predator is is everything I love about Arnold is in Predator. It's just like it. It he is one hundred percent just raw masculinity in that film. I mean, they all are. They're WWF it's, wrestlers. It's, it's just obscene. It's absurd. It's uh, wonderful. But it is. It's gloriously over the top. <laughs> yeah. It's utterly absurd. And he is fantastic in it. And as you said, has a really good performance. But it's frightening. It's thrilling. It's exciting. It's funny. It, it, yeah. The score is amazing. I mean, it, yeah. It's one of my all-time favourite yeah. films. It also has one of those things that Arnold got into seemingly every movie he made in the 80s and early 90s, which is a display of strength. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But there has to be a moment where he <laughs> Lift something really heavy or just get those biceps nice and oiled and grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't get the really big gun. He doesn't get the film's biggest gun. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he I wonder ne- if they were quite stri- like, it's intense when negotiations. Do you, you know, really need it when you've got like all those logs and everything? To, it's it's know, a, a bit around. when they're setting traps for the Predator. They, they all strip their tops off <laughs> yeah. and apparently apply baby oil before doing it. <laughs> and just start pulling on ropes for no reason. Just <laughs> so sinewy muscles flexing. Yeah. It's absolutely obscene. I, I love the the fact that during the making of that they were um, they were all basically competitively working out like mm, apparently the yeah. gym you could not get near the gym in that hotel uh, yeah. in Mexico um, but but also that um, 
that Carl Weathers tried to psych everybody else out by exercising secretly and acting yep. like it was all natural. <laughs> and he pretended that he didn't go <laughs> to the gym. He pretended he didn't go to the gym. It's which extraordinary. Is the, the other thing that I think is worthy of mention there is he's got a great introduction there, just in the shadow of the helicopter, just the silhouette and then the flare of the of the cigar. It's, yeah. it's mm. such a great character intro. That shoot must have been meant. They all had sort of dysentery throughout yeah. the entire thing. They used to go down to, because they were staying by like a little, a little sort of town and apparently they used to go to the town's only nightclub and obviously Rocky was kind of big at the time so Carl Weathers was like a massive celebrity went down they used to just rip it up on the dance floor yeah Shane Black talks very fondly mm. of that shoot because obviously he's yeah. the only human sized human on that entire cast yeah. and he just went they, they tried to get him to do a rewrite on the script and he was like no it's really good well, they I went, just want to be yeah in they it. went around like they, they asked him to redo it and he goes no and he said eventually he knew they would come back so there's nothing wrong with the script so they don't need mm. me here there is nothing wrong with the script he says I just wanted it for the holiday because yeah, it was exactly. by a resort Town. Well, yeah. he wanted to. He said he also wanted to just see a film being made. Yeah, that too. That too. Um, yeah. I also love the fact that the um, there were so many huge explosions from the second unit that they sometimes had to pause filming for the first unit because there was too much light <laughs> in the sky. So, it's so great. It is such a great film. It works in so many levels. It is a glorious satire of machismo. Uh, in it, that's a really weird to pronounce that word, but I did it anyway. <laughs> machismo. And, you know, for example, I was reading, watching, listening to the commentary, I think, John McTiernan's commentary and the bit where they all fire their guns into the jungle for about <laughs> three to four minutes. And John McTiernan has basically pissed himself. He, yeah. You know, he, he's just sending up movies like this. But at the same time, he has made the Uber movie yeah. like this. Yeah. And it works as a Men in a Mission movie, which mm. is the sort of thing I just eat up. And then it introduces this sci-fi element. And there was a debate going around recently about would it work better without the opening shot of the film? which tells you that there is an alien involved. And I think it's perfect because you know there's an alien involved and you know that it's really great. It's one of the great films at doing what I think Sabotage failed to do completely, which is it introduces a team of badasses and establishes their credentials really quickly, really efficiently. These guys are the best of the best. And they take apart this group of mercenaries and guerrillas. This team of gorillas, knock knock, <laughs> like stick that, around with some of the best one-liners. Yeah, get the one-liners in early. <laughs> you're, hit, you're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> and then it becomes uh, a really interesting thriller where yeah. these guys are outmatched, and they know they're outmatched. And these guys, who are the best of the best, are shitting their pants yeah. for the entire movie, including Arnold. Yeah. And I love that about that film. It's so good. Just something out there hunting us. It has a simplicity to it as well, which I think the new one doesn't have. The new one is sprawling. There are way too many characters, too many things going on. But this one is just a very boiled down, uh, you know, gang of characters versus an alien in the jungle. It's pretty... You know, you could write yeah. it, the, yeah. the plot out in about three sentences, but it works We're, really well. What I find fascinating about this film, I think more than anything else, is this film was destined to be shit. It was destined to be a flop, and it came within a hair of being a terrible film. So that the ending of the film was obviously completely different. The novelization, if you read it, you get... Like, the alien was a shapeshifter, and he shoots it with its own weapon. Like, it's a whole different thing, and the ship blows up. But, obviously, the original design for the alien was like this sort of sci-fi lobster thing with ironically Jean-Claude Van Damme inside the suit. It looked like a red dwarf yeah. alien. Well, it was, it, the red version was the one that they CG'd out for the invisibility. No, but red dwarf. The team. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. It looked exactly like one of like the curry monster yeah. in Red Dwarf. But it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. So they had the bright red one which they CG'd out and that appears in the finished film because obviously it's CG'd out, doesn't matter. Um, but it was this huge lobster thing and they all realised it didn't work and there was a point where McTiernan showed rushes to the studio and he was just like, this doesn't work. And they 
shut down production. And at that point, the whole film could have been just Deep Six right there and then. And then they brought in Stan Winston and he saved the whole thing. But if they had not done that, this is a film that would have been on everyone's bottom shelf in Blockbuster. You know, we'd never have seen it. Yeah, because it came sandwiched in the middle of... So he started off his action phase with Conan the Barbarian, which is a deeply, deeply weird film. But <laughs> It really is. At times, brilliant, and at times, problematic. <laughs> at times? <laughs> at times. has the world's greatest DVD commentary, uh, in which Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Milius sit and describe... Well, Arnold does a thing whenever... He, if you've heard a DVD commentary with Arnie, he literally just describes what's happening on the screen. <laughs> It's like like sort of closed captioning, and he's he's just gone. Now I'm walking through a village, and now there's a camel, and I punch the camel. Yeah, take that camel. Now I got the sword, swing it around. Yeah, look at that. I, I and he just does that, that and then he leaves about halfway through. Like he just goes halfway through the film. He's like, really? bye then. And <laughs> Where's Millie's he from? This Arnold. Hello. So yeah, he's not very good at DVD commentaries. He he swung that sword at my head. <laughs> Which was disconcerting. The he Atlantean missed. sword from Conan. No, he, yes, I believe he deliberately didn't decapitate me. But yeah. I said, can I have a look at it? And he swore, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see it. As a, man, as a man in his 60s picks up his sword. <laughs> Trust me, I'm in complete control. Did you all put Conan the Barbarian in your uh, top 10? Yeah. It was yeah. my number eight. I, yeah, I put it higher than you did. I uh, maybe did. I don't remember. But I have to say that uh, when I was putting this list together, and again, qualify this with my deep and unabashed love for Arnold Schwarzenegger I, ha- I experienced the same issue that I did when we did the Star Trek ranking which is I realised the scales fell from my eyes and I think there are five <laughs> five stone cold classics right easy yep five stone cold classics and the, the, then there are some I mean unmitigated <laughs> disasters some absolute stinkers and then the rest is just like a wishy-washy super f- Mm. nothingness really I think, I, think, I think Arnie is unique in that some of his worst films are his best films yes. I would say Commando yeah. is objectively a garbage film which <laughs> I think everyone I've, I've interviewed many people involved in it and they all kind of agree it's pretty bad but it's my number five yeah, and sure. frankly it beats Total Recall and Conan and, it's you know, amazing I, um, I love Commando so do I I could sit and talk about Commando all day Yes, um, but we shouldn't do that. No, no we, let's not. We, we I should. Don't. We could because Commando is a five-star, one-star film. Yeah. in a weird way, uh, it is glorious. It is an objectively bad film, and yet I love every frame of it. Yeah, the deer, the ice cream. It's all about Jenny. It's all about the gratuitousness of everything. <laughs> everything it does, it does too big. Yeah. It's just it's got too loud a voice, <laughs> like outside voice. It's um. Yeah, like the bits where it's trying to establish him as a family man are so inept. <laughs> I love I love the bit at the end where he's killing all these henchmen and then you see him kill a guy and then the same guy comes on wearing a stick on moustache and he kills him again. There's a great Just quote. I, I interviewed the director and he said it was, uh, they, they were kind of, they'd shot the film and then uh, Rambo, um, First Blood Part 2 yeah. came out and yeah. there were, there's wanton violence in that, loads of people getting killed and one of the producers, I can't remember who the producer was, but he, he looked at it and went, we've got to have a bigger dick than Rambo and so they went back and they reshot and just, just to get the body count bigger than Rambo, that's all they wanted to do. So they just used the same extras and put moustaches on them. It's amazing. Um, but you can see the same people getting killed like three or four times in the end. Uh, one of them in flower beds and yeah, yeah, it's extraordinary. One of those guys is the stuntman Lane Levitt, who I interviewed in that feature as well. He's just come back to me. I think he's the guy Arnold scalps in the. Uh, oh yeah, in with the, the sword blade. They yeah. Sadly, cut the scene where Arnie slaps someone with his own severed arm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this? Like, there's a, there were, they, they shot a scene where someone's arm. He slices someone's arm off, and then 
like punches them with the, the arm. And Arnie wanted to keep it in, but they cut it. Commando is utterly, utterly ridiculous, but it has some of the best Arnold kills. Yeah, has some of the best Arnold one-liners. I yeah. had a T-shirt that had all the all the villains in the movie with the one-liner <laughs> that he uses to dispatch them underneath their faces, uh, which now I cannot fit into, which is a real shame. And it has controversial theory: the best Arnold movie villain that is not played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not controversial. It's What's going well. on? I'm what? gonna kill you, John. <laughs> Pretty controversial, I'd say. I'm <laughs> gonna. I'm gonna yeah. Sorry, say Bennett. that again. Bennett the best from Commando that is that the that greatest villain in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yes, he's better that than the T-1000. That is objectively no, that, insane. Yeah, I'm with, At I'm no with point, that. No point, you insane. are both insane. Does the T-1000 sport a chainmail white I, beater? I am a fan of I'm a fan I'm gonna of shoot you between the balls! No. I'm going to kill you now! I... I yeah, no, one, no one, one of them is the, the one T-1000. of the greatest villains in movie history. Yeah. The other one is, is, an, is an overweight Australian man with <laughs> a chainmail wife At beater. no point does the T-1000 get electrocuted, then come immediately <laughs> off the electrical grid and punch Arnold in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this sooner or later, one of my controversial theories would actually prove controversial. Yeah. It's just, it's, I just, it's, it's, not not even, it's not even an it's opinion. Just it's just, it's yeah. just a word. It's glorious. It's just words. Everyone should be forced to watch Commando every day. No. <laughs> I've seen it's Commando because you all banged on about it ceaselessly. And yeah. when I joined Empire in 2003, I had not yet seen it. And I thought, well, this must be a huge missing part of my life. And it this is, is going to change the world. It is shit. <laughs> It's, I know. it's so shit, but it really so is. great. I mean, entertainingly shit. I think mm. I put it at number 10. I'm not sure. But, like, it's terrible. No, you just did. stop. It's magnificent. It's Nowhere have steel drums been better used than in that film. It has <laughs> the worst... That's not a recommendation. <laughs> it, it contains the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger stunt in which he jumps off a, a plane that's up in the air. That's a great it's stunt. It's clearly a mannequin. Like, <laughs> it's so obviously a mannequin. You try and get the it's mannequin just, outside. He's got a mannequin. He's not even wearing the same clothes as he was. <laughs> but immediately before that, it has, don't disturb my friend. He's dead he's tired. Dead tired. <laughs> I will so give it good. some one-liners, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm. Steve D'Souza is a god among men. <laughs> It's, it's so it's so good slash terrible. But my point about Commando is that, or, or Predator rather, is a Predator. He started off with Conan, and he had the Terminator, which is not a bad film, right? I think we're all going to agree it's on right. that one. Uh, it is a Stone Cold classic. Uh, we'll talk about that in detail in a second. But around Predator is this melange of awfulness that you know, Red Heat is uh, cocainum. Raw deal is, uh, yeah. I think we raw need deal to, we, is not uh, raw deal is just fucking awful. Yeah, like that. I can't watch. That's one of that and Jingle All the Way are two films that actually enrage <laughs> me. I can't should, watch yeah. them. We should give credit to you. Just mentioned Stephen D'Souza. Yeah, and I think he and John McTiernan were two guys who knew how to use Arnie. And I think yeah. that's something that's really important is that not many people knew what to do with him because mm. he was such a kind of different thing. And um, yeah, D'Souza kind of pioneered the one-liners yeah. really and he came up with a lot of not just the ones that he wrote but Arnie would come to him and say can you yeah. write some one-liners for this film so but, you know there, it's, it, and James Cameron obviously yeah. is the ultimate kind of Arnie collaborator mm. who you know delivered his best performances but I think Arnie on his own sometimes he ne- he needed I agree yeah you'll, you'll, you'll get directors I mean I really like the running man 
as well. So I, think I. That's, I hadn't seen The Running Man in ages and I watched it again last year. And it came out the same year as Robocop and they must have been developed around the same time but on independent tracks. And there's so many similarities between those two films in terms of, you know, future, dystopian future yeah. and there's... Yes, satire of the media. It's and accurate prediction of 2017. I mean, <laughs> it yeah. really is. It's kind of scary now, but the, the Running Man is very, very good. But otherwise, you get a lot of directors either side. I don't even think Walter Hill really knew how to use Arnold very well in, in Red Heat, particularly. But yeah, you're right. And that should have been a really good fit, actually. It should have been. It should have been tremendous. And it's not. And it's just a kind of a little yeah, it's just lightweight. There. It's just fine. It's got quite a good yeah. fight. Um, in the snow at yeah. the beginning the, yeah. the foley artistry in that fight is the greatest <laughs> in the history of cinema genuinely when anyone is punched it is the sound of two trucks colliding <laughs> it's extraordinary I feel like if you notice the foley artistry it's maybe not the greatest in cinema <laughs> history <Crunch. laughs> what is happening it's been like Indiana Jones's gun and raiders it's just literally a cannon yeah. <laughs> it's like the most crazy sound effect I love it uh, let's talk to James Cameron because you mentioned him there and he is the the the, the man who shaped Arnold's persona on the big screen, I think, better than anybody, and then reshaped it again, obviously, with, with T2. Mm. Yeah. So they've, they've weirdly only made three films together, The Terminator, Terminator 2, and uh, True Lies. And I think those are three of the Stone Cold classics on this list. I agree. I love True Lies. Um, but uh, let's talk about The Terminator for a second, because it's almost unbelievable, once you have seen it, that he was ever thinking Lance Henriksen for that yeah. role. Like, it doesn't make any sense anymore. And, and it would have, actually, if you can kind of diver- divorce yourself from having seen Terminator, then it kind of makes sense in a sort of T-1000 sort of a way. Mm-hmm. But once you've seen Arnie, just do that. O.J. Simpson as well, right? And Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Who'd have thought of him for a Stone Cold Killer? Oh. <laughs> no one. No one at all. That doesn't make any sense. Allegedly. Tittle-tattle. <laughs> that's fine. If he had, though. Never mind. If he'd written a book speculating <laughs> about what would have happened. But, uh, but it's just, it's such a controlled performance he needs him to do so little and Arnie dials it back and dials it back and keeps it sort of tamped down and like you say it doesn't even blink and it just works on every level it's He's so good terrifying in that film He's isn't it so he? scary I think it's good to use the, the weight and the height and the just the enormousness of him really well like that I think there, there is something you know there is something scary about a big hulking man chasing you around town that's not a good thing I think we can all agree and uh, <laughs> he's got quite frightening hair in the original he does, Terminator yeah, he's got yeah. a real Brian Thompson kind yeah, of vibe he going does. On. he looks he really quite does. different to how he looks in the sequel but yeah he's he's a terrifying character mm. in that I, I'm not a huge fan of the first one, to be honest. It's not what? <gasps> sorry, on. that, that, that is a that is controversial. I should have preempted that with controversial view. I, I think it's fine. I think it's very good. I just it's not a film I pull out and watch often. Oh my goodness! It, I don't understand uh, that. Uh, <laughs> if I want to watch a Terminator film. Put on Terminator 2. I was going to say, I what? thought you were going to say Terminator 3. <laughs> <laughs> then I put on Terminator 3. They're different genres, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, like, the Terminator is a, is a flat-out horror film. Like, it's it's very intense. It's quite full-on. It's, it's deeply yeah. unpleasant. In it's, a, it's just a relentless yes. chase movie as well. And I love that about it. And I think Arnold is possibly as iconic in that film as he has been in anything. And I include Conan, you know, what with him seeing his enemies driven before them and hearing the lamentations <laughs> of the women, all that stuff. And I include Predator and... Even T2, but there's something about him, that those images, him walking naked to... Is, yeah. it, the Griffith, is it the Observatory? Yeah. Bit, yep. yeah. Uh, that's just an, an image when you're watching that film as a kid with your parents, because my parents were ridiculously laissez-faire about things when I was that age. It just burns into your mind that this terrifying primal force of nature. with yeah. this sub- On nature. Subsequently yeah. ruined by Terminator Genesis. Thanks for that. Well, in fairness, none of the Terminator sequels make a lick of sense. 
So let's not like. You no, know. I meant that particular scene. Oh, I see. Okay, who are the oh, yeah. Who are the punks that he kills? It's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson. Yeah. Brian, actual Brian Thompson. I don't know who the third one is. The Terminator is, I think, a tremendous film. Look to see where you put it in your list. Oh, fairly high. I mean, I fairly I, I, high. I, I, okay, well, yeah, maybe, ba- I, maybe I backtrack. I fr- yeah, let me let me backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Vehicle I, reversing. I, I just mean that I, in the way that I love Terminator Two, I don't have that same yeah. passion. I appreciate it. I understand it's a very good film. It's iconic. Everything. I'm not saying any mm. of that, but it's it's a true lies or Terminator Two or Predator for me. If I want an action. It's it's really tough because on one hand, Terminator 2 has, you know, Sarah Connor being incredible. And on the other hand, Terminator has Kyle Reese. Terminator 2, I think, (laughs) is an undeniably better film than The Terminator. I love The Terminator, but Terminator 2 is an absolute masterpiece. It's a slicker film. I think The Terminator is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece in a different way. I mean, it's a lo-fi. It's It's put together with shoelaces and bubblegum. Exactly that. The sequel is In in often cases, shot illegally on a mm. Sunday when they didn't have permits just on yeah. the street right no one's looking quick get the camera out whereas T2 is Cameron like flexing all yeah. of his yeah. muscles it was the him. first 100 million dollar budget yeah. Yeah. film wasn't it, it was him firing on every mm. cylinder imaginable yeah. the most but obviously you film couldn't have the sequel that it builds on the first one so much that you yeah. you, know, yeah. you needed yeah. the first but one but what I love about Cameron is what he does when he went in for Aliens taking it from Alien when he went from Terminator to Terminator 2 he pivots and instead of just doing <laughs> we did this great film here's another one he said Here, we did a great film here's something different but really Related and it's it, it feels different enough that it, it's a complete sort of new experience. This is why I'm excited for the, his Avatar sequels. But you mentioned there were um, three James Cameron Arnie collaborations. There is a fourth coming. Cameron um, worked very hard on the script for the new Terminator film. I think you find Untitled Terminator Project. Untitled Terminator <laughs> Project, which I am looking forward to. I know not very many people are. I'm looking forward to it because of Cameron's involvement. I'm, 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 I'm interested to see what they're doing with it. I mean, I've been burned before. Gen- Genesis has left deep, deep scars in me. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm excited to it. Just seeing Linda Hamilton in it, frankly, made me want to see it. So. Yeah, and I still cool think pick. Arnie's going to play a human in it. Ooh. I mean, he does wear a beard. I think he's going to be the one hunted by Terminators. He's That's a beard in Terminators. That's my theory. It's, there isn't much evidence. Do you okay. think he'll be playing the character that he played in Terminator 3? <laughs> that was uh, cut. Which was cut. <laughs> yeah. What is that character's name? I can't remember with the incredible, incredible uh, accent. Ma- major Crash, something, yeah. something like that. Bandicoot. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Major Crash Bandicoot. And he yeah. has an American accent. It will get, you know, my, my evidence for my theory is largely that he seems to have a beard at the moment, yeah. <laughs> even though they're filming the new Terminator yeah. film. But, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, how would killing uh, the bloke who becomes the model for the Terminators stop... The humans from winning the war against Skynet. Shh. Yeah. Shh. Silencio. Future science. You've mentioned there Terminator Genesis, and I'm going to take a slight detour here to talk about Arnold's worst films, uh, because there's there's quite a few fine yes, for, for the number one slot. I think one of the worst films of all time is Batman and Robin. Weird enough, <laughs> he's probably the best thing in it. I, I would take Batman and Robin over Jingle All the Way, which is hateful, <laughs> oh. except, except it generated one of the greatest YouTube videos of all time, which is Swede Mason's Put the Cookie Down. Put the Cookie Down. Put the Cookie Down. Spectacular. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> your wife's cookies. <laughs> down, down. Put that cookie down. Put that cookie down, down. Okay, that's Sorry. fine. <laughs> it's great. Please, please YouTube it. Yes. It's um, a, yeah, it's amazing. But it's a dreadful, dreadful, it's dreadful, a terrible, dreadful terrible film. film. It's upsetting. I, I can't ever watch it. I think sabotage is a hate crime of a film. It really is awful, which is a real shame. Mm. 
And I, I really don't like The Last Stand, but then part I know you do, and you are a one-man island on this, but I, I think mainly it was disappointment that this was his comeback movie, and I had was so excited and very disappointed by that. And yet, you know, I've enjoyed him in Maggie. I thought he put on an incredible sort of heart-rending performance in Maggie. And again, in Aftermath, just showed real nuance as an actor and a real range. So, and very few people, I think, saw either of those films, which is a real shame. I think I gave Collateral Damage one star when I when came out. That seems entirely fair. And that has aged extremely not well. Yeah, and that's Andrew Davis who directed The Fugitive and How the Mighty Have Fallen. That's, mm. a, that's a truly bad film. He's good, I think, honestly, he's good in the Expendables movies as well, Arnold. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, the track record of films. Maggie is a good film. I'll be completely honest here. I should have been a completist. I haven't seen Killing Gunther. But judging from the reviews, I don't think it would have been troubling any of our top tens. Has it come out over here? I think we're okay. It's uh, available to rent and uh, buy over here on digital download. That's a nadir, isn't it? Let's go back to talking about good Arnold. Yes, please. Because uh, there's a lot of good Arnold. Can I say, you've mentioned Running Man briefly, and I yeah. want to jump in. First of all, the fact that it's directed by Hutch should be, uh, should be notable here from Michael Glazer. <laughs> but also, that, yeah. that film had There were several directors. Genu- yes, that's also true. Uh, that film had some genuinely great one-liners in it and some brilliant set pieces and is horribly underrated. And I love the music. Harold Fultemeyer's synth score is fantastic. Mm. But yeah, yeah, everyone should re-watch Running Man. It might just be people were put off by the leotard. It was an excellent leotard, <laughs> Helen. It was very I'm fetching. I'm not saying I was put off. I'm just saying people might have been. No, I think that's a, that's a good film. And I think Arnold has worked really well. I keep calling him Arnold as if he's my best <laughs> mate. Arnie, my good pal, he's worked really well in sci-fi. And maybe mm-hmm. there's something about the fact that you can, you can get away with using this larger-than-life yeah. living yeah. Incredible Hulk in a larger-than-life background. Absolutely. Uh, Total Recall, we haven't touched on at all. Oh, yeah. Total Recall, I one of the Stone Cold classics. Absolutely love that film. It's, uh, it's, it's bananas. I it mean, is. even, so it's, it's obviously one of, one of the, the long tradition Hollywood has of taking Philip K. Dick novels and throwing away almost everything, including <laughs> the title. Um, and, uh, and in Total Recall, that's exactly what, what he did. Uh, so we can right? remember it for you wholesale. We can remember it for you wholesale, which is a great title. I just love Not it. Wildly commercial. I, <laughs> Ironically, I, I can never that. remember that. <laughs> wholesale or not. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's brilliant design. It's... Uh, oh, oh. Nice mix, messing with reality. It's got that fantastic great, uh, disguise as the great, little lady. Yeah. Two weeks. Two, Two weeks. weeks. I really like that film until they get to Mars. And then... Get your ass to Mars. The, the effects when they get to Mars are so bad. It's just it's oh. in that stage of like early CGI where it just doesn't quite just, work. It doesn't matter. See you at the party, Richter. Although it, the, the, the scene where Arnie's face is expanding and his no, eyes are popping out. Isn't so it? Good. There's a brilliant YouTube combination, uh, uh, sort of compilation of the sort of like fishbowl eyes mm. thing when he's just going... <laughs> and his tongue comes out. It's the best. It's oh, the most Arnold so Arnold's ever been. Super cut of this podcast yeah. that's yeah. just on Arnie. <laughs> It'd be about an hour long. I have um, to say, this is this has descended into what I feared it would become. <laughs> James going back. Which is, yeah, just us making noises and quoting lines randomly. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I really like the first half of Total Recall. Total and then Recall. When, when he sort of teams up with Mutant, that you know, meets all the Mutant Rebels and stuff. Yeah. It's a bit... Johnny oh, Cab, no. there's a lot of iconic stuff in it. Johnny yeah. Cab is Johnny awesome. Cab. I love the fight he has with Sharon Stone. See, and, that was a... Ma- like, the mm. Daily Mail went absolutely batshit over that and I remember this because I was going on holiday at the time they had it on the plane but it was like a front page we are so affronted that Arnold is beating up a woman in this film and then, and then, then the violence, consider this a divorce <laughs> yeah, consider this a divorce and when he uses that guy as a human shield on the escalator <laughs> it's a like, brutal it's film so violent it's a brutal yeah. film like off the chain violent mm. 
Well, that is what Verhoeven does. Yeah, right? it is so, what Verhoeven yeah. does. But, I mean, it really is. I admire it for that. Yeah. yeah. What about um, Last and, Action Hero? And sorry, can I just give you all props for not mentioning the, the lady with three breasts? Well done. Well, yes. There's a lady with three breasts? I believe the following <laughs> line is, makes me wish I had three hands. <laughs> oh, there you God. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Points um, deducted. We, we, we uh, the Empire podcast does not condone no. that line. No, we don't. Uh, or our reaction to that line. It was just, it was just nostalgia. And, but, um, but they resurrected that gag in the remake of Total yes, Recall, which seemed terrible. an unnecessary thing to do, because it was slightly dodgy in the first one. Well, mm. it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? The, the remake just goes to show how good the original was, because, mm. you know, all good actors, Colin Farrell's a fine actor, yeah. Kate Beckinsale's great, and that film is dreck. Yeah, it's so, boring. Yeah. Because Verhoeven, again, is a director who knew how to use Arnold, and he's a director mm. who knows how to wallow in excess and make yeah. that work. Yeah. I love the stuff in The Gets to Mars. I think it's I think it's tremendous. I think Ronnie Cox is a great bad guy. I think Michael Ironside is a great bad guy. And uh, I, I love the production design. I, I know some of the effects are shonky, but I, I, I love that world. Can you imagine what Verhoeven and Arnold's crusade would have been if it had oh ever gone off the ground? What the body count have been? It's just, well, the thing is, Arnold was... We'd the, still be counting. They, they were <laughs> in a meeting with the studio on that, and Arnold said the, the, the moment that film sort of fell out was they were in a meeting with the studio and they were like a little concerned over budget and Verhoeven apparently he was like almost kicking him under the table Verhoeven was like no we're going to have grand with this and it's going to be larger with dollars and millions and apparently he could just see the, stu- the light going out in the executive's mm-hmm. eyes they were like we are never going to pay for this shit interestingly uh, Crusade I think it was just a couple of weeks ago it was announced that a Crusade is getting made but without either Verhoeven <laughs> or Arnie really? but someone is making Crusade well, finally it's only taken 30 years but um, yeah excess is mm-hmm. an interesting word and I wonder if it, that is the secret to making a good Arnie film it's just he is so larger than life that everything else has to be yeah. equally massive. But, the, but then again, Terminator would be the... And, and to yeah. an extent, Predator, uh, in the sense of, you know, as yeah. we've discussed, small cast, location... S- small in number, certainly small in not, number, in, not, know, in, not in actuality. In, no. in size. Set, definitely not in bicep <laughs> size. Uh, no. I guess Last Action Hero is an exception to that. But, that, that was too much of everything. I watched that I, again Too much Chevy Chase. No. <laughs> um, they sent it into space, didn't they? Oh, they sent well, the they should have sent for the all film. But yeah, they, they they put it on the satellite. Yeah, yeah I, I watched it recently. I had a really good time. Yeah, I will absolutely go to bat for Last Action Hero. It's dreadful. It's not dreadful. To it's be or not to be. Not, not, not to be. be. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Uh, I think controversial theory Charles Dance is the best villain in an Arnold movie oh, uh, oh my god he's not great. even the best Charles Dance the bit no where he's not he's better the, than the golden child the bit where he goes full <laughs> Donald Trump and goes outside and shoots a man and goes hello I've just shot a man <laughs> no one cares uh, just uh, allegedly Donald Trump has not killed anyone I just want to that's a reference to the fact that he said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it yeah there's a good film in there. It's Charles Dance is listing all the movie classic movie villains he's trying to bring into the world, mm. and it's that that would have been a good film. <laughs> I mean, the kid's um, annoying, you know, but there's loads of great jokes in it. I think Arnold's good, and I would actually like to see the first three Jack Slater films. I, <laughs> yeah. Those looked like good films to me. Uh, and the gag about what was it his second cousin or his cousin's his cousin's ex husband or something is the person who's killed that sets him off on the mission oh, yes, at the beginning yes. of the film. Like it's yeah, a really yeah. tenuous relationship. Yeah. It is one of those films that is more loved by certain people than the people who made it. I think I mm. did a big piece on it and yeah. interviewed most of the people involved and none of them defended it. McTiernan still, still sounds depressed. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. so, and Shane Black is, you know. I mean, the experience uh, Arnold went through in that movie and McTiernan as well 
but certainly Arnold is in complete contrast to Terminator 2, which was the biggest film of all time at that point, had the biggest budget, but people loved it, huge box office hit, critically acclaimed, top of the world, cigars all around. A couple of years later, tries it again with Last Action Hero, goes massively over budget, over schedule, loads of problems, and this time the critics and the audiences don't play ball. And that, in a way, you can obviously trace, I think you could trace back the decline of Arnold to Last Action Hero, and maybe the course corrections afterwards or... Whatever it was. The true Lies the year after. You blow my theory out of the yeah, water, you yeah, mother yeah, True, true Lies was after, which is, uh, my, I think, my number two. Mm. There's something about it. It's um, the bathroom fight. Um, the horse. The horse. The horse. Yeah. The, the Harrier. Harrier jump jet. Yeah. I really like that film. It's just, it's awesome. The bit where he goes to the party in the uh, tuxedo. Yeah. That's Bill Paxton. Fun. <laughs> Amazing. Definitely yeah. one of the best Tom Arnold films. Yeah. Mm. The yeah, time going. I, I would say probably top five Tom Arnold films, <laughs> but we'll discuss those on the Tom Arnold the ranking episode, which is coming up very very soon. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting film, True Lies, because it is flawed as hell and it is at least half an hour too long. And yet, I also I, I saw love that it. I think three times in the cinema. Yeah, I just adore well, it. It's Cameron doing a Bond movie, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah, and Arnie as Bond, and, yeah. and Charlton Heston as M. Yeah, and it's just it's just delightful. I love the opening where Arnie comes in and is up in the scuba gear and he's got a tux yeah, on. It's just so yeah. ridiculous. It's like, come on, and just to, as I mean, if no one would notice him at the party. It's like, <laughs> this guy should not be undercover. I mean, Cameron was doing this at the time again. A good performance, a really good performance. Mm-hmm. The bit where he thinks that Helen is uh, not that Helen, the other Thanks. not that Helen is uh, is uh, screwing around on yeah. him. Uh, he's genuinely very good, and it's like, but examine your own culpability in this mate. Yeah. <laughs> step outside this relationship for a second. But it's also, um, at that point in time, Cameron was, this was a uh, moment in time when John Woo was doing incredible things in the action genre. And that movie, to me, feels like Cameron's going, no, I'm the best action director in the world. Look at this. Look at what I can do with the finale, with people in limos <laughs> and helicopters, and we're actually doing those stunts for real. And I know he didn't, but it feels like they did actually set off a nuclear bomb at the end of the movie yeah. and positioned Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis perfectly in the frame. They probably did. It's Cameron, isn't it? It's Florida. No one would notice. The worst part about True Lies is, is, unfortunately, it is the last genuinely great film Arnold ever did. And that makes me a bit sad. Yeah. So far. So, so far. far. So far. But it's interesting talking to him about, about the films that kind of came after it and the different ones. Like He's very pragmatic about it. Even Batman and Robin. Like He doesn't regret doing Batman and Robin at all. And I kind of pulled him up on this. I was like, you know, he was a bit shit. And he was like, no, he's like, the, the, the thought process going into it was absolutely rock solid. He goes, I wouldn't do it again because it made absolute sense. Like Joel Schumacher was huge at the time. Batman was yep. a huge property. You know, it was a big role. He got paid a fuck ton of money for it. It's like, absolutely, it made absolute sense to do it. It's a shame it didn't work out. And he's like, but I don't regret doing it. And you're like, but did fair. you see the penguin slippers you were wearing? <laughs> I mean, really? I remember losing my Penguins. shit for End of Days before it came out. I was so excited about End <laughs> yeah. of Days. Arnold versus Satan. Yeah, yes. precisely. Satan has no chance in that fight. <laughs> That's the one where he's, he makes a smoothie in a blender, right? And he puts a, a whole pizza, slice of cold yeah. pizza in it. It's the one where Miriam Margulies beats the shit out of him. That's yeah. particularly cool. Yeah. <laughs> She was very funny about I, that. I saw End of Days at the cinema and for some reason the last 10 minutes were silent and no one got up to complain and we just sat there and watched it and then just left. I still don't know how it ends. All right. Well, I think that's, that's uh, enough of that. Should we get to the voting stage? Let's do it. Get to the voting stage. Get to the voting chopper. <laughs> do it now. Do it. Vote now. Do it now. I'm here. Vote me. Vote me. <laughs> Is that how we canvassed? 
Yes, yes, that was <laughs> door to door. That was deliberate. That was taken from his gubernatorial campaign. He went to the yeah. door, went knock, 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 knock. <laughs> 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 and yeah, good night. <laughs> Stick around and vote for me. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, just quick shout out to Terminator Three, which is not a great <laughs> film, but has uh, a great, great ending. And for me, uh, Christina Logan's Terminatrix is probably the best villain in an Oscar. Oh, Christ. <laughs> what was the ending of Terminator 3? Imagine I've forgotten and tell the me. The world dies. The, All the bombs go I feel off. like we haven't oh, yeah. sufficiently discussed Terminator 2, but anyway. Terminator 2 is amazing. But then we, we've done, haven't we done a we podcast about podcast. Terminator Fair 2? We did a T2 that. podcast, right, but we just... Listen to that. Yeah, check it out, check it. out uh, Terminator 2, the spoiler special with Robert Patrick <laughs> right. and us talking about it. Our, there we go. our very first retro special and so far only today, but we will do another one. <laughs> Terminator uh, 3. Terminator 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. the bit with the sunglasses. Oh, it's so... It's so Awful until the last ten minutes. But that's like his. That was his his going away present. That film, and he was at that point. I believe. <laughs> Thanks. The, yeah, cheers, Arnie. Uh, that he was the highest paid actor in the world at that point. You know, so he went out on the highest of high. That's if we don't count his cameo as Prince Happy in Around the World in Eighty Days, which we really, really shouldn't. Personally, I like his cameo in Welcome to the Jungle, yeah, aka yes. the Rundown. That's right, yes. where he gives a he, tip of the hat to the yeah, rock. Yeah, he, he he passes the torch, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, and who could forget his cameo as himself in Dave? Indeed, which is yeah, which automatically which is makes movie. it his best comedy and possibly even his greatest movie. But that's not. <laughs> let's not get into that. Enough squabbling. Let's vote. All right, welcome back. We have uh, put our heads together, started the new country up, and we've also decided our top ten. I've put your your points. I've taken top tens, assigned them points, and here we are. I'm going to do a quick rundown of the top ten because we're running out of time. Oh, by the way, only 13 films were voted for in this list. Fair. Okay, here we go. In ten, Twins. Only ten. I'm actually surprised it's that low. But um, I, I think it's it's really fun. I think just the visual instantly mm. works and gives you a lot to go with. And uh, and Arnold kind of sells it as the sort of good-hearted super dude who you know becomes instantly devoted to this guzzy brother. We we have Ivan Reitman to blame for Arnold's entire comedy career because they met <laughs> while they were skiing in Aspen, and apparently Ivan came up and said, "I think you could be really funny." And Arnold was like, "Sure, write me a script." <laughs> And the rest is history. Well, luckily, his name was Reitman, so <laughs> he did. Twins is great, and I'm looking forward to Triplets, which is never going to get made. It's never going to get made. Again, I asked Arnold about this, and he said it was happening. This was like I think, but year again, and a half there's ago, like two years. So many films that are meant but, to be getting made. Like what yeah. happened to the Conan one? With the, I mean, yeah, it's never gonna, that's, anyway, that's genuinely never going to happen. The uh, Eddie Murphy stepping it up though, so he's just signed on to Grumpy Old Men. So you never know. Stick Arnold in that. Number nine, Last Action Hero. Oh fuck off! Oh yes, <laughs> that should not be on this list. It, it should be. Because he plays two completely separate roles in that, of course. He also mm-hmm. plays himself. Exactly. Oh, sorry. That's that's literally that was literally your point. Yeah. That was literally your point. I've just unsplained. Oh my God. Sorry, 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 sorry. But yeah, uh, I, I, had a, I had fun with that movie. Number eight crushes his enemies, <laughs> sees it driven before them, and hears the lamentations of the women. It is Conan the Barbarian. And also James's motto. Yeah, that is indeed what I have on my business card. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. It's one of these films where it's it's good. It's it's not one of my favourite films of all time, though I do enjoy I enjoy a bit of watching it. I like the score a lot. I think more than more than most other parts of it. Let's be honest. There's no such thing as good eighties fantasy in live action. Really. <laughs> I apart mean, from, you're apart not from wrong. my beloved Willow, but Beastmaster. I, it's, no Hello. Hawk, it's no Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> it's no Willow, but Crawl. No, yes, oh Krull is have great. You, no, have you gone back and watched Crawl? Shut Krull up, Krull Helen. Is terrible. Don't ruin my childhood. Crawl <laughs> is a great five star masterpiece. Crawl is a 
two star if you're oh, feeling generous. How could you do anyway, this? Four star masterpiece, Crully's game. By the standard, <laughs> by the standards of eighties fantasy, Conan is a great film. Yeah, it's better than the second one. <laughs> that's what I'll do. Yeah, this is very true. And Red Sonia not on anyone's oh, list Jesus either. Is a big shock. Number seven, The Running Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, right. Maybe. It, I don't know, would I put it higher? Maybe a little bit. I love The Running Man. I don't I think really you would do. put it higher when you hear what's above it. Because okay. now we're into stone-cold classic okay. territory. Okay. Number six. Commander. Commander. <laughs> hey! oh, I knew that was coming. Yes. Uh, higher, a bit higher for me. It was my number five. I eat green berets for breakfast. Yeah. And right now I'm very hungry. Yeah. Remember when I said I'd fought for you last? <laughs> I lied. For me, it's, for me, it's the most purely joyous Arnie it movie. It, ma- it makes me very, very happy, which is weird given how many people die in it. Yeah. But it's just, it's joy. It's like his singing in the rain. It, it oh, is. It is. It's better than singing in the rain. And it's it's, the bit where he goes shopping is just, that's the, that's the Gene Kelly moment. That's the Gene oh, Kelly moment. Yeah. Number five. Total Recall. That's a great movie. I I would probably. I, I don't. I don't know if I put it higher, but I feel like I should put it higher. No, I I, I I don't prefer it to Commander. Though in many ways, it's just a better film than Commander. In many ways, <laughs> mostly quality related. <laughs> Some of them maybe. It is quality. It is very good actually. I haven't seen it for a while, but there's great stuff with like. It's very Ar- Arnie talking to himself on the, the yeah. screen and having yeah. to remove the, the thing out of his nose. He has to pull that marble out of his yeah. nose. That's a prosthetic great, that's a head. Scene. That's a great scene. Yeah. And then Ronnie Cox's Cohagen, it probably has the greatest villain in any Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie. <laughs> Number four, True Lies. Yes. Oh, come on, film. A come on. Come Horse on. in a lift. Come um, on. Um, Horse um, in a lift. A glorious... <laughs> lovable masterpiece. I feel like a lot of films at the moment are paying homage either deliberately or, or not deliberately. Uh, John Wick 3 has got uh, Keanu on a horse. Yeah, it That's does. True, Clearly it does, yeah. a true lies, uh, Clearly. Clearly. And, uh, never been anyone on a horse Mission, Mission Impossible uh, Fallout had uh, what is clearly a tribute to true lies with the bar from uh, Fight in the Toilet. toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So basically it's the greatest film I've made. Uh, fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Surpassed only by number three, The Terminator. Yes. See, I think I put this... No, I did, I did put it this is three. This that's is his rightful That's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Because yeah. it can't Everybody, go above the other two. No, it can't. Everybody right. put this at number three. Yeah. And um, we have a bit of a shock coming up next. Because for the first time in our long history of doing the ranking, we have a tie for the top spot. No Whoa. way. No. Joint no way. first place. Joint first place. Jingle all the way. <laughs> and sabotage. Did not see that coming. Yep, first place. Uh, joint first place goes to Terminator 2 and Predator. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm down with that because I, I was massively, like Natalie and Brulia, torn between mm, these two. That's fair. And I found it very, very hard to separate them. In the end, I did put Predator as my number one, but it could have gone either way depending on my mood. Yeah, I think if you sat me down of an evening and asked me which Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I would like to watch, uh, after I'd said Commando, I would say <laughs> I would go Predator. Yeah. If I had a choice between Predator and Terminator 2, not least because it's shorter. <laughs> but that movie, there's something about that movie I, that just gets me. Yeah, I go back and watch Predator probably more than any other Arnie movie because I find uh, all those, you know, like adorably ridiculous macho men sort of comforting and Amusing. That's why you like spending time with us. You, you, I guess, feel a lot like Shane Black must have done while making that film, surrounded by the uh, adonises, the testosterone, you, yeah, the, the testos- testosterone here. Yes, yeah. I, I feel like that James, Spanish girl in the you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's the arm matter? Wrestling. Oh my god, you're pushing too many pencils. <laughs> 
Uh, can oh, I just boy. say that I think in Kevin Peter Hall's The Predator, it probably has the greatest villain of any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> but also, it is. It would have if Van Damme had played it. <laughs> That's for damn sure. The Predator's for doing Van this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why has the Predator got a boner? Oh, oh. God, no. 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 Okay. The thing that pushed Van Damme over the edge was not he the predator at one point has to jump down a little ledge and he was like, I could break my leg doing that. I'm not doing that. Because it had uh, it had those sort of reverse like bendy legs, like like horse legs. You know, I kept there's probably a name for it. Uh and, and so he was on little stilt things and he said it was dangerous. Health and safety. Can't mess about with these things. Mm, you certainly can't. And uh one last shout out to Predator, which is the only Arnold Schwarzenegger movie to end with Dad's Army, a low a low style end credits, <laughs> in which the people you have seen gutted, eviscerated, <laughs> shot, stabbed, skewered, and burned alive for the last two hours come back to life and grin at the camera. You have been watching. Flayed. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Flayed. Flayed, of course, Flayed. Notice they all wink at the camera except for Arnold, where they use footage from the film. Yes. It's like he clearly refused yeah. to do it. I'm not doing that bullshit. <laughs> No. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Uh, you have been listening to Nick Dissemblin. <coughs> Hello. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so adult is he by Arnold that he does not know the difference between hello and goodbye. You've been listening to Helen O'Hara. Tiddly. You've been listening to James Dyer. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I'm calling HR. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been listening to me, no, Chris Hewitt. give them to me. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. Your clothes. Give them to me. And you've been listening to me, no. Chris Hewitt. That is it for our Arnold Schwarzenegger edition of The Ranking. I don't know what the next one's going to be, but um, I hope this was a bunch of fun for you to listen to, as it was for us, but that's, we know that's not going to be the case. Uh, and that's it. Goodbye. See you at the party, Empire Podcast listeners. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>